Hello music friends, thanks again for tuning in to Rescott Creative. If you haven't yet, please hit the follow or subscribe button, and if you're on YouTube, give it a thumbs up if you enjoyed the show. And let's continue on with the topic for the day. I wanted to discuss a little bit about this somewhat philosophical idea of work to live or live to work. And it's definitely something I consider a lot when I lived abroad. I actually spent a year in Paris, France, and I taught English in a suburb, On est sous bois, for those of you who are French, you may have heard of it. It's kind of in between Paris proper and Charles de Gaulle, the airport. And I noticed that a lot of my friends were in some of the fields of study or jobs that were kind of considered very scientific, very scholarly, and they had kind of been channeled that way, including some of my students. I think that I really encountered this kind of concept of working to live in Europe. And a lot of times in the U.S., I feel like we've had an emphasis on living to work. Living to work being this kind of more American concept of I want to love my job. It can be all-consuming in a certain sense. And really, my job needs to be my fulfillment versus in Europe, where it was more of this work to live, you go to your job, you put in your time, and then a lot of them would have their hobbies in the evenings. And I'm not really saying that either of these concepts are right or wrong. It's just fascinating to see how different people and even sometimes different cultures approach them from opposite angles. Now, obviously, there are Americans who are working to live, and there are Europeans who are living to work. But this was just kind of my general take as I was living over there. And this is definitely a topic I plan on addressing more in my next novel that's still in the kind of nascent batting around ideas in my head phase, to be honest. But it's definitely something that I want to flesh out a bit more. And I saw it again in the audiobook I recently listened to, Enchanting the Heiress by Christiane Hunter. And it's definitely not a music fiction novel. It is a contemporary clean romance. There was a moment, I think, where they had a string quartet. So it has a tiny allusion to music, but overall, not a lot. But I still really enjoyed it because it did give this idea of batting around. One of the characters is doing a lot of manual labor, working with horses, but he's also considering doing some art and some writing. So even though it wasn't really music, it still relates to these artistic fields. And where do they fall within our lives? Should we make them our full-time career? But I honestly think once they step into that full professional feel, you lose a bit of the magic. That doesn't mean, again, that it's necessarily wrong. But there are certain things of any job that are tasks that we may or may not like to do. And I think that those of us who live to work have to realize there are going to be those nitty-gritty parts of our job that may not be as enjoyable, but they're necessary. However, people who work to live, where they're maybe just doing a lot of work during the day that they don't necessarily care that much about, but they care about making a living. They care about taking care of their families. They maybe don't have to work as long of hours so that they have more time in the evenings to devote to their leisure activities or their family. And I, over the years, have developed a lot more respect for people who have taken that kind of approach, even though that isn't my natural inclination as kind of the quote-unquote artist mentality. 
So anyway, in this book, the character who's doing a lot of the manual labor does end up doing some writing and uh, some art, but working with his hands. And it's fascinating to see how he incorporates those into his life. Another book that I've been listening to on audiobook, again, as you guys all know, since I'm a podcaster, I'm also a huge fan of other podcasts as well as audiobooks. I have been listening to The Music Shop by Rachel Joyce, and this definitely fits my definition of music fiction, where the music actually takes like the role of a character. And I haven't finished this one yet, but right from the start, I loved how the main character literally uses music as a form of therapy. And of course, I know that music therapy is a field, but it's as though he prescribes different songs in different genres and different eras based on what a person needs. And I just found that fascinating because depending on our moods, there's different things that fit that specific need or that specific hole or emotion that we're, that we're experiencing at that time. And that's an excellent thing for us to consider when we're picking our entertainment or whatever it is we're putting in our ears. Why do we select it? Sometimes we want really fast, upbeat, contemporary music. And other times we may want a really romantic era, glorious classical music song. And sometimes you need that really moody, indie moody music or something like that. And it really does depend on kind of our inner selves at that time. And so I thought that was fascinating how somebody could almost be like a pharmacist or a doctor, but of music that would prescribe in a certain sense, different musical songs for the other person to listen to, to help with their, their situation. One of them had to do with a baby crying, but instead of doing the typical lullaby, it was a song that was supposed to tap into the baby's inner angst or something. I don't know, but it was just a fascinating concept. So I will continue to read the the music shop and it has it's very well reviewed. It's a bestseller and I'm really enjoying it. And then again, Enchanting the Heiress recently released and it's the third in a trilogy, um, but not as much music related. But if you enjoy horseback riding and Regency era romance, I was a huge fan of it. And Christine Hunter is a very talented writer. And I also listened to her podcast along with my, actually my editor, Lindsay P. Brackett, and theirs is A Rough Draft Life, and it's my guilty pleasure. It's just, they talk about different life uh, experiences in general, and I, I, I found it entertaining. I'd be curious to get your thoughts of how you view your music listening habits. How do you decide what you want to listen to, or even your podcast or audiobook listening habits, what makes you decide on certain ones. And I'd also be curious to hear more about your thoughts on do you work to live or do you live to work? Thanks again for tuning in to Rescott Creative. 